Okay, we are back for another episode of Drenched in Drama. How are you doing, Tiff? I am glad that it's Friday. How are you? Same. I'm so glad it's Friday. It feels like it's been the longest week ever. I feel <laughs> like I'm surviving anti-lawyer, kind of. Um, I mean, the day started with me calling you from the courthouse crying, I guess. So that's where we're at. Yeah, you were sobbing. I Yeah, I mean, I just feel really overwhelmed by the entire legal system, the psychological abuse, all of it, right? It's ridiculous. The fact that they made you go up there and get the paperwork again to send to them because they didn't hold on to it is just, I digress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been like a long journey trying to serve NT Lawyer with his papers. Luckily, we mentioned in the court update that the judge is going to take care of it, if nothing else. But it's been especially brutal. And, you know, a lot of you guys know that I have like some eating issues. And that's been really stressful this week as well. Just like I said, the psychological toll that this has taken over the last few days has been really intense probably just because it's we're getting towards the end of the week right but i do i felt like traumatized when i called you and i kept telling you like i just feel violated unfortunately this journey is plagued with a lot of unique challenges that make it especially difficult to keep pushing through um especially when i feel like i'm having ptsd every day but we're just doing the thing right yeah i mean you don't have any other choice i mean it's definitely wild like to be broken up with via restraining order and by the way you find out your supposed to be fiance is still married like i don't even know how anyone would respond to that you know so no and especially like as already a domestic violence victim facing court having to deal with all of it it's just so triggering and it makes it even more challenging to seek justice does that make sense no it does i get it like walking into a courthouse especially when you've had negative experiences there and walking into there as an adult and alone it, it can be very overwhelming and triggering I get it. But I still think it's important to address some of that trauma like in real time. I think that a lot of the reason that I ended up in this situation was because I didn't ever want to really go to therapy or address any of my issues. So it made it easy for me to become a victim again, right? Well, you know how I feel about this. We've had the conversation a hundred times. So, you know, it's a like it's called the cycle of abuse. It's a mm -hmm. cycle. It doesn't stop until you get therapy, you get treatment, and then you still have to find the right therapist and the right treatment for you. You know, I've told you a million times that EMDR has, I feel like, saved my life. And I still have so far to go with it. But just the strides that I've made, like I wish you could do it, but it's like it's so expensive. I, I don't know how any normal person does it. I don't even know how I do it. Yeah, I remember when you first started, you definitely didn't want to go to those appointments, but you did anyways. I mean, like you forced yourself to go. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like you do want to, you want to get better, but then at the same time, you're reliving 
the most painful, traumatic experiences of your life. And sometimes they're not that far behind you. So you're you're already living in pain all day, every day. You don't want to just like relive more pain, you know? So I think that's why it's so easy though for these predators to search out victims because they they look for people. They, they It's like they have their little feelers out and then they set eyes on you and it's like a heat-seeking missile. They're just, you're the perfect prey. Yeah, and I feel like I've been seeing this through line in stories of like even cult situations, right? Domestic violence, sex trafficking, any kind of abuse relationship where the person like the victim is asking themselves how did i let this happen to me and that's been like a huge thing that i've been asking myself constantly like i was already in an abusive relationship how could i have let this happen again and i think that it could have been so much different right but i think grooming is a manipulative process that was used on me and i think that there is something to be said for the predatory nature of what happened too i mean i do take responsibility for my part of it you know not being educated or getting therapy but at the same time i do think that like i don't think this could happen to anybody i think that a lot of people wouldn't put up with 90 percent of what i did or would have caught like a lot of the red flags because people like this are looking for a very specific type of person to victimize. Yeah. I know some people were like upset about grooming, grooming. Don't call it grooming. You're not a child. But people would be surprised to learn that you don't have to be a child to be groomed by a predator. Like, you know, they they look for people that they know that they can target to create a trusting, loving bond with before they actually begin to victimize you. And by then they they have you hooked, right? You're on the reel and they know they have you. So, I mean, it sucks. But like I said, it's the cycle of abuse for a reason. Yeah, exactly. And I was reading through some of these common grooming tactics. And I mean, probably to most of our listeners, they're going to be like, duh. But to me, it was eye-opening. It's like they pretend to be someone and something that they're not, which like, hello, anti-liar. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> they pretend to be someone you can trust so you can put your guard down, put the personal stuff aside. I mean, just anti as an entity in general pretends to be somebody you can trust. He pretends to be voice for the voiceless. So that's super creepy when I read that. And they can do it in a variety of ways. But I think that he does it like really with his podcast voice. Oh, you mean this voice right here? <laughs> I meant like his metaphoric voice. <laughs> but yeah, I knew what you meant, but it just made me laugh thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, no, he definitely does. And his whole like, I mean, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing, in my opinion, like his whole thing about how he's for the women. He's a girl's guy and he fights for women and he fights for victims and he's going to take down the predators like buddy you're not taking down your country club come on let's be real yeah it says also that they can be very charming and present themselves as pe people who are the answer to all of your needs which that was 
definitely my experience seemed to be like better than life. You know, and people always say that like if it's too good to be true, it probably is. But he is really charming. Like, I don't know if you found him charming, but I found him extremely charming. And I think a lot of people do. While I'm doing these timeline episodes and I'm like seeing the things that I was telling him and then how he would immediately fill those holes like river with baseball. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> If I would necessarily call him charming, but I don't know. I would say that he's very good at presenting an endearing persona that seems to make people like, you know, just think he's the greatest guy. I don't mm-hmm. know. I I kind of got creep vibes from him, but then I don't know. Like like I said, he must be endearing because then you would talk about him and I would be like, okay, well, you know, he really does love you, whatever. But it was based off of the him that you were painting in your mind and presenting to me. Like if I had actually known the things he was doing, if I had actually known the things he was truly saying, you know what I mean? Like I'd have been like, hold the fuck up. Kind of like when he told you that she kept contacting him even though she had a restraining order and i'm like well why doesn't he violate her cassandra like if his wife ex-wife won't stop stalking and harassing him and you why doesn't he violate her and then lo and behold those messages come out in your court papers as you threatening and harassing him like what it's insane it's literally insane i mean god They appear to be very empathic, mirroring you and showing a great amount of seeing you and validating like your feelings and needs and experiences. And that was definitely true for me. He liked to pretend like he was this great guy. I don't know. He always acted like he had so much empathy for you, but I don't think he is even capable of feeling those types of emotions because I don't see how anyone who has children and knows like how tender their hearts and their souls are could do what he did. Exactly. I mean, he did act empathetic towards my abuse, but then like I've said in posts, you know, I don't know if I've said it here on the podcast, but like it went from I'm going to protect you from your abuser to I want to abuse you, which is kind of terrifying, right? There was no empathy there. There was no empathy for you. There was no empathy for your children. There was no empathy for his wife. There was no empathy for his children. I feel like he pretty much was only looking out for number one. Yeah, I mean, this wasn't his first rodeo, right? Like, he's had affairs before. Like, you know what this will do to your wife. You know what this will do to your children i mean kids are smarter than people give them credit for so i just i don't understand it i don't understand how he's looking out for anyone other than number one yeah i mean and not only just like our kids smarter than they than they look but i mean they pick up on things right like even if they don't intellectually understand what's going on they definitely feel what's happening and like major shifts in their home and things like that. It's just terrifying. Yeah. And I'm sorry, you could be like three or four years old. You're going to understand what moving is. And when you don't leave that day, you know, something has happened. It's not like it's a relationship that just didn't work out. Like, no, 
mommy was, you know, so deep in a relationship with them that we're moving to live with them. Like you think these are going to be your new sisters. And then by the way, we're not going anywhere. And, you know, they got broken up with too. It's bizarre. I, I still can't figure out who his kids thought they were talking to on the phone. I know. I, I remember when I asked you that and like, because it's not something you would think of, you know, like out of all the things you're not thinking of that. And you were like, oh, my God, you know, I don't know. Who did they think they were talking to? Like, that's still a question that, like, I ponder sometimes. Like, like, did you just say this is daddy's friend and these are the kids? Did you just say, oh, guys, this is the single mom that I was donating money to. And that's why I went missing from our bank account. This is their kids. This is our family we sponsored down in Florida. Like, Right. I no. think all that talk about buying a poor woman. Oh, sorry. But yeah, I mean, they pretend to be your protector and act outraged if anything bad happens to you and promise to protect you from all evil. But it's just so ironic because they're actually the evil that you should be looking out for. And this is funny and petty, but like, I it just made me think of this. At one point, he made me change my computer background from Ryan Gosling to something else because he was mad I had Ryan Gosling as the background of my computer. <laughs> okay, I'll bite. Why in the hell would he be mad about it being... Ryan Gosling. I don't like know. What? Right? Isn't that weird? Like, I'll show you is my he, background. It's, is he an actor that he has a problem? Oh, I've seen your background before. I remember like that background. I yeah. never noticed that he made you get rid of it, though. Yeah, he was like, really? Like, he wanted me to, he made me change it. It was kind of crazy. Um, But yeah, I mean. change it to a baby carrot by chance? He would always say to me, like, I'm never going to let your ex abuse you. I'm never going to let anything happen to you and your children. And then when... Oh, I remember. He created an exit plan. Yeah, a whole entire what to do if your ex ever tries to come for you plan. Like legal advice, fully fledged. I'm going to hide you. All of this stuff. Very bizarre. Kind of like when things did get abusive between us, he would say things like he would qualify it right by saying like, well, <sighs> I'm not abusing you. Like I'm I not know. hitting you like your ex. And it's like, what? actually, think aye, aye, worse. Aye. you might be worse than my ex, actually. Yeah, I think he's worse than most people's exes. Yes. And then, I mean, using like direct coercion. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Like we, we are all witnesses to that, I think. And I feel like these kind of people can hold like a metaphorical knife to your throat. Like, okay. Like one thing that was very omnipresent, obviously in our relationship was that he was a cheater, right? Because he had cheated on his wife, even though they hadn't had sex in years and she's evil and abusive and she's an alcoholic. But in my mind, I still knew that like, even if everything he was telling me was true, he's a cheater. And so I always thought to myself, like, I have to do everything I can to keep him happy because if I don't, mm -hmm. he's going to cheat on me. And I can't have that happen because now I'm completely in love with this person. Do you remember what you used to say that would drive me absolutely insane? And I'm like, oh, my God, gag me with a spoon. No. Two words. Keep. Keep sweet. Yeah. 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 Maybe not the best advice. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, that's like, some cult shit, too. Just saying. Shout out to the Duggars. 
culturally, I will say it's I've been trained to believe that it is sometimes easier to deal with people just by being nice to them and just smile and nod and the men will hopefully leave you alone. And also like being with somebody for so long that was abusive in my last relationship, it really did fill my head with a lot of things um, that made, I think, my self-esteem really low. And it made me think like, you know what, maybe I am annoying and maybe all of those things are true. And so I don't want to scare this person off who obviously loves me so much by questioning them or calling them out on their many lies yeah because if everybody tells you you're terrible then eventually you believe they are and it doesn't matter if it's everybody in your head it's everybody even if it's only one or two abusive ass people in your life and then you start to walk on eggshells because you Mm -hmm. don't believe you're good enough you don't believe you deserve to be loved and to be happy and so you'll do literally anything to try to hang on to it Yeah. And I did feel lucky to have someone felt like no one would possibly want to be with me and my three kids. Honestly, like no offense to my kids. They're a lot like it's a lot. Anybody who has kids knows it's a full time job to have a child, you know, let alone several children, let alone children with disabilities. And Mm -hmm. having a child that's nonverbal is like a whole next level. And it's, and I have a lot of PTSD and it's a lot. I mean, and I figured like, look, if somebody is willing to deal with all of this, then they must honestly, like they must truly love me because he was literally slumming it living with me. That's facts. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, down to like, he was getting quarters to go do all the laundry. The laundry. I remember when he went to do the laundry. Oh my God. But yeah, I mean, I feel like if they, they try to convince you like that nobody else could possibly want you. And like when that doesn't work, they just result to direct threats, which I unfortunately experienced as well i was told i can make you disappear you know mm-hmm. i can make you disappear right and i'm You're smart lucky enough to I get love away you with so it. much yeah yeah i feel like victims of abuse after being groomed it just feels confusing it's very confusing i just you know i feel devastated humiliated basically humiliated over how I allowed myself to be treated and confused because there's so many mixed messages, right? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, and it's isolating because then you're so embarrassed, like you blame yourself for all of it. And then you also know, like, if you tell people, they're going to tell you, well, leave. Well, you love this person so much and you want to be with them. Why would you ever do that? Victims start filling in the unknown blanks by explaining the crazy or abusive behaviors away. And That is something like I should literally get my Girl Scout badge and doing this. I can explain away or ignore anything. I feel like that one's just a hard one in general when you love someone, Mm -hmm. like not even necessarily like victim versus abuser, like parents do it for their kids. You know what I mean? Like, I think when you love somebody, you just naturally want to believe the best in them And so you start like creating this false narrative and telling yourself this and trying to convince others of it. Because if you can convince others, then maybe you can convince yourself. And I think that, you know, with victims, we just take it to the next level because we just 
like they have to love us they love us like we're terrible like we're awful but you know we are deserving of love and so we have to sell everybody on how deserving we are yeah I could see that that makes sense and also I think a lot of it too is like being numb to the experience and emotions while you're in it because at first you're getting love bombed right and then Mm -hmm. when the bad stuff starts to happen I kind of just shut down because the numbness like protects you from the pain and Mm -hmm. after a while I mean it got really bad after a while but I think you you know what I mean when I say that like the eating disorder can kind of give you that numbness as well to where you can just tune everything out right yeah I do and just as trauma survivors in general like we're so good at compartmentalizing and like creating these little, you know, cracks and crevices in her brain to just shove it way deep down in and never think about again. And it, I think you just like you create one for all of the bad stuff and you hang on to all of like the love bombing and the like white knighting and all of that stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, the groomer has to be such a master manipulator to groom the victim into believing that the victim is actually the problem. And It sometimes works. I mean, it definitely worked with me, like with the keep sweet bullshit. He he would even work to the point where he would tell me to call you to calm myself down because I I wouldn't tell you the full story. So you would be like, well, Cassandra, you know, maybe you should calm down, hear him out. He is an adult. Adults have responsibilities, X, Y, Z. But I wasn't really giving you the full story either. No, you were calling me and you were creating this excuses for him while bitching about him so like I don't know and I maybe it's just the victim in me but like I didn't even recognize it either yeah well and he's really good at lying I think too and I think that a lot of times victims assume they're the only ones being victimized once I realized that um it wasn't just me and saw it from a different perspective and saw all of the women involved that really helped me to come out of some of it because you know it really is a mind fuck and it can feel like it is all just you but it's not and so i don't think you still have seen all of them i told you Mm -hmm. the day it happened i bet there are hundreds of cassandras all over this country and i still bet there are probably 10 times more than we've spoken to that you know Mm -hmm. probably have had this experience i mean where's jen where's jen and we have spoken to many i will tell you that many yeah and people are ashamed victims are ashamed and that's what is happening and they want to pretend like everything is fine and that's not an you know, an assumption. I literally have women telling me, I don't want to tell all my friends and family about this, but I want to tell you because I know you went through it. And that's a fact. Well, I mean, let's be real here. Like people love to blame the victims. Like this is something that has been going on since the dawn of time. Like 
if a man assaults a woman, well, what was she wearing? You know, what were you doing? Like, these are the kinds of things that have always gone on. I mean, look at the damn Instagram message that you got today. So let's get into that. But first, it's funny you say that because I know you didn't get to listen to it because you were working all day, but I released an episode on our Patreon, chapter two of the timeline. And I actually talk about me and NT's emails where he emails me talking about Dr. Drew and he says, you know, Dr. Drew always is rambling on and what he says amounts to, you know, it was her fault because of what she was wearing, right? Shut up. Yeah. And I don't agree. Like, I don't agree with him about Dr. Drew. That's a sidebar. But I think it's funny that he always wants to take that chance to show people that he's like the evolved man, right? Um, He's not Mm -hmm. a predator. (laughs) Of course, he wants to do that because that's part of the game. Like, if you get one over on someone, then, hey, look at me. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the narcissism in play, baby. Yeah. And like the main thing to understand about predators of abuse is that they somehow have this sixth sense and seem to know how to exploit the weaknesses of their victims. They can like tailor make their tactics to fit the vulnerabilities of their targets. And I think that that's why it's important to tell this story with a timeline because you can really see that play out through all of these messages yeah you definitely can and you know like how they say hindsight's 2020 i mean it really is and like i i feel like it is for you too even though you're still going through the stages of grief and you still have like sometimes you're really angry sometimes you're really sad sometimes you blame yourself sometimes you don't like you're going through all of that i think you can look back like I told you you know in a few weeks you'll have some clarity I feel like you finally are at that place where you do have some clarity and you're like okay like exactly what I told you this morning what do you say he's a lying cheating douchebag and I'm better off without him yeah and I think you can see that the first couple days were literally so confusing I could not process what was happening um I now feel honestly mostly I feel terrorized and violated I mean that and that's just something I've been trying to sit with and I keep asking myself did I ignore that little voice in my head that was telling me that something's not right here or something is wrong and you know I don't know I don't know if I ever really fully understood that something was wrong I went back and asked my dad that too I was like how did you know from day one that he was full of shit and he gave me a couple different examples and I'm sure my dad will come on and eventually and tell us too but like I truly believed that he was coming here i had no intuition or like sixth sense or like there was no voice inside neither did head. i until you called me but i i can see what you mean like knowing all the stuff that you know yeah i mean i thought something was going to go bad but i thought it was going to be with his ex-wife um right. i thought he was lying but i thought he was lying to her about us moving out there so more on that later <laughs> i mean um, to be fair cassandra who is really going to believe that someone is going to go through all of the trouble to be this nefarious like really right. like who's going to believe that somebody is going to play along 
and string them along to move across the country and take their kids out of school and their services, which, yay, Maya got hers back. Well, one uh, day a week. Yeah, so not but still, fully, it's but something. something. Right. Yeah, <laughs> thank right. God. So, yeah, thank you, Florida, for that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, um. So, like, who's going to believe that somebody's actually going to do all of that and well, then serve them with a restraining order? Yeah, and I heard, I saw someone say on our Patreon comments that, you know, he went through all of this just to hide his identity. But I don't know if that's true because, honestly, like, I offered to walk away from this relationship on multiple occasions without threatening him whatsoever and there was a night recently where i ignored him all night didn't listen to him record didn't answer his calls or texts was like please just leave me alone like i just want to move on with my life like you're literally a waste of time you're a lie and i'm over it and he would just continuously contact me and reel me back in so i I don't know. I don't think he thought it was going to expose him. I, I really don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I have no idea. I do. I think he thought you would expose him, but I think it's because he thought eventually you would find out like all of the lies and you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it wouldn't have just been a breakup. Like he didn't want to be with you anymore. Like this man was still married. You were his mistress and didn't know it. Like, you know what I mean? So I think he also had to create this lie for his wife when she found out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I think, you know, he stole different people's stories about things that had happened to them. And I think that he just had to turn you into this monster. And of course, if you're doing all of this, who the hell would not turn around and get a restraining order? Right. So I think that it's all just a bunch of bullshit. I do think that he thought you would expose him to a certain extent um mm -hmm. and i think he's an absolute fucking you know misogynistic sociopathic wuss of a man and that was the only way that he could think to deal with it because he doesn't know how to not be a liar and cheater and do these types of things and so instead of you know dealing with the repercussions he just tries to go and say hey i'm a rich white man so i'm just gonna try to get the law to do my bidding yeah i mean it, it's just i can't i can't wrap my head around that i really can't um to go to those lengths i mean i'm telling you i've got messages where i said hey you know where his wife was tagging me and him in messages this summer saying you're evil and mm -hmm. i screenshot it and i sent it to him and i was like hey i'm not moving myself and my kids across the country for my life to blow up because your ex is a crazy drunk like she's a liability deal with it have a nice life. Please leave me alone. And he just continued to try to rope me back in. Um, so I I don't and I told him in that text chain as well, like, have fun when she exposes you because that's scary. So I don't know that he was really concerned. I just I, th I think it's I, I really don't. I can't understand it. I don't even know if I'm ready to try and understand it. 
But this update definitely highlights the importance of addressing trauma and just ensuring that justice prevails because this is abusive. And I just think it's, I know like it's going to be a delayed process of justice, but I'm hoping that we're going to see some type of justice eventually because it's ridiculous to me. It's such an egregious abuse of the legal system. It's not even funny, but you did mention that I got a message from somebody on Instagram and I wanted to read it because I thought it would be a really good topic of conversation to close out the podcast with. And it's from a burner account. (laughs) And the person says, before you tell the whole world about NT, does everyone know about your skeletons in your closet? Are you transparent about your felonies? Just curious before you get in too deep. Yeah, when you read that to me and I was like, who sent that? And you were like, oh, it's a burner. You were like, it's a burner account. And I was like, okay. I said, read it again. Yeah, that's his wife. Like, give me a break. Come on. Before you tell the world about Inti. So clearly they know what he is and who he is and the type of person that he is. And yet they're like, oh, well, if you're going to, you know, shine a light on him, maybe it's going to shine back on you. Like, when have we ever lied about the fact that you had a drug problem or that you were homeless at one point or, you know, that you've been in trouble with the law? Like, you don't hide who you are. We tell people to go to the Pinellas County website and look up by your name who was suing you do you know what i mean like like how dare they but that's exactly what i mean about being free white in 21 in america and damn those women repeal the 19th i'm sure he's one of those guys it's just really bizarre i i don't know who sent me that message but i'm thinking to myself well this is somebody that's never listened to welcome to the Carterverse, right or cassandra mm-hmm. explains because i've always yeah. been open about my past like fully sure have And I've been sober for years and I take Mm -hmm. care of my kids full time. I work full time. You know, I'm minding my own business, keeping my side of the street clean until Enti strolled on over to it. So if you guys are interested, you can actually you can't go listen to Welcome to the Carterverse because I've been taking all the episodes down. Um, There's still a couple up, but I mean, yeah, we everybody I feel like that was interested in Aaron Carter had some type of passing relationship with addiction. Either you had struggled with addiction, maybe you lost a relative to addiction, but you had a personal vested interest in that story. That really brought a lot of us together and kind of made like Mm -hmm. some lifelong friends out of some of us. So I'm so grateful for that experience and just harm reduction that came from it and everything like that. I just have to say this because it is driving me crazy. Mm -hmm. If you're out there and you are a victim of abuse and you have something in your past that maybe isn't, you know, something that you're proud of, maybe you were a sex worker or maybe something happened to you or maybe, you know, you were violated by someone or you had a drug problem or you've been arrested before, whatever it is. I just want you to know that whatever is happening to you, you do not deserve it. And shame on anyone who tells you that you do. How dare someone ever, ever make another person feel like they need to shut up and take abuse because of something that occurred in their past. Like, don't ever let, guys, don't ever let 
anyone make you feel that way. You don't deserve it. And there is help out there. And people like that, like they can go to hell. I am sure that he was counting on my embarrassment and shame to not come forward. But, you know, like you said, I've always been open about the fact that I'm sober and I was in a very toxic, abusive relationship and had to leave with my kids. And I've been rebuilding my life ever since. Doesn't he either allege or allude to the fact that he's sober? I mean, we've heard that from more than a few people. Well, he definitely drinks. Um, actually, there's the only alcohol in my house is from him that he bought and left here. Also, I mean, he has hundreds, if not thousands of pictures and videos of me doing disgusting and disturbing things. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, fuck him. And I didn't have anything to do with exposing NT Lawyer. He exposed himself by filing false stalking papers on me publicly with his public name. And he also is like, even as his private personal government name this man is literally someone who ran for congress his name is forever associated with the history of this country which makes him a public figure i have nothing nice to say about that man ever but i am glad that even though he has been dodging the process server who was serving him with your responding you know order of protection um that the judge is going to just hear both cases together yeah thank god i mean i'm happy to have my day in court because let's get real there's no way that i'm gonna come out of this situation looking good i mean he's literally publicly accusing me of stalking him and abusing me in the process he's it's, I mean, it's an actual, not to sound like Aaron Carter, but it's like an actual smear campaign. And the truth behind it is that I have to feel horrible forever that I let a predator around my family. So I don't see how this works out in my favor in any way. There, there's nothing I gain from coming forward is what I'm trying to say, right? So no, and the people who say it was just a money grab or whatever, like, are you kidding me? There is nothing inside of me that would ever want my name to be Googled and be associated with that. And you know that very good and well, Cassandra. Yeah. There's nothing inside of you that would want your name to be associated with this. Like, that is not who we are. We or... could have monetized the Carterverse what we do exactly exactly we had way more listeners to that than we do to this right now and we never did and people begged us to make more episodes more frequently and we didn't like you know they wanted a patreon they wanted merch we were not interested in making money off of aaron carter dying in front of our face right and this like I said before, people could say whatever they want. You can look up when I registered the damn domain. It was over a year ago. Do you remember this summer, Cassandra, when I had to renew it? Like, yeah. I mean, they can say whatever they want. You guys, we are still recording our regular content. I sent Cassandra something today I wanted to record about. The last thing we want to be talking about is freaking anti lawyer, but we feel like we have an obligation to I, I, I have warn to. others and that's where i mean yes <laughs> 
and even it it almost feels like like I know you've had like you said you've sent me other ideas for episodes and I'm just like no like I have to talk about this I have to defend myself I'm not going to allow somebody to publicly abuse and humiliate and terrorize myself and my children it's not going to happen and if he would have just walked away and left me alone I probably would have just called you and cried and moved on with my life but i'm not going to accept a fake stalking order on me mm-hmm. that's not happening okay no you would have you know and we've discussed it a million and one times you would have called me you would have freaked out i would have talked you into leaving it alone you would have left it alone and we would be sitting here instead talking about my insane murder story that i sent you today that we're going to record about eventually but we can't right now because all we can talk about is john unfortunately and i'm sorry for that i'm very sorry don't be sorry it's not your fault it's his fault it's him and the baby carrot yeah and i mean and look it's not really even just about me the fact that this person is somebody who has actually done this to other women i mean openly terrorized and abused other women to the point where they had to sue him and he had to apologize publicly i feel like there are other people who would like the chance to have their day in court with anti lawyer. And I hope that this can provide some type of a starting point for that to happen, like a ripple effect. Yeah, no, I get it. And people can say whatever they want at the end of the day. They can say whatever they want about you. They can say whatever they want about NT. They can say whatever they want about me. They can say whatever they want about the situation. But at the end of the day, you and I and a select couple of friends of ours that I could count on one hand are the only ones who know the full and complete truth right now. And that full and complete truth, when it finally, finally comes out, no matter how long it takes, like we will be vindicated in talking about this and shining a light on this and trying to protect other people because maybe just maybe and I'm not victim blaming anyone before you but I'm just saying if one person had spoken out truly if he has done this to them we could have found out you know what I mean you would have known what to look for we would have caught on to something when we were background searching him I mean yeah, this guy has a squeaky clean record. Oh, publicly. yeah, he's definitely carefully scrubbed the internet, but we already knew that when we went on the way back machine. So, mm-hmm. Man. very cryptic. Yeah. I mean, for sure. The grooming of it all, the abuse of it all. And he's still doing it. You guys, he's still doing it. Like, he's still actively doing it. I can't say any more than that, but. Mm. hopefully that'll compel people to delve a little deeper into this twisted world where justice like i said it may be delayed but it should never be denied and yeah at the end of the day look i might go to that courthouse and the court might not rule in my favor but at night i have to live with myself and i know in my heart and in my mind that i am telling the truth and that he is a psychopath and that he's dangerous and Mm -hmm. i want to let all of you guys know yeah why would i ever risk my license by lying why would i ever jeopardize that like i don't know is 
he going to pay back my student loans? Don't think so. Is he going to pay for the rest of my life? Don't think so. So what would I have to gain by lying on this man? You know what I mean? If you're listening out there and you think, oh, I'm special. Oh, it's different. Oh, Cassandra was just a stupid woman. And he just he's just trying to get away from her because you know da, 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 whatever like i'm so special i'm sitting here saying he's still doing it so if you're listening you know whether or not you're talking to us and if you're not talking to us then honey no you're not the only one mm-hmm. wow. it's time people wake up i just think that this entire situation is going to give everybody such a unique perspective on the inner workings of the legal system and narcissistic abuse in the realm of like d-list celebrity drama <laughs> in the form of anti-lawyers fucking yeah he's like z-list but i mean he would always say that his wife wanted to be on real housewives i'm sure she probably did so and he would like and and i'm sure like everything he says about her is fake honestly because he lies constantly so now i don't know what to believe i don't think they're gonna be filming the real housewives in the desert anytime soon but what do i know i don't even watch reality tv so i have no idea (laughs) you don't you had to ask me who diana was i did i just yeah this court updates offer you know a glimpse at the harsh reality that is narcissistic abuse and you know the fallout that comes from it yeah it is it's been really hard i mean it has made me recognize the significance of trying to seek justice though and that is something i'm trying to appreciate i'm just trying to use every single tool i have in my toolbox to get through this because i feel like when anti lawyer came into my life I was at a point where i was already using all of my coping mechanisms to get by mm-hmm. So now it's like even worse and I could have gone one way and just ignored all of it or I could just totally confront it and I'm trying to choose to just totally confront it. So yeah, yeah, like I told you, I I get like the instant gratification, but the wheels of justice do turn slow, but Mm -hmm. they turn. I mean, look at Harvey Weinstein. Look how long it took to take him down. So Exactly. But yeah, people like this, Tiffany, they think that they're above the law, that their influence puts them above the law. It allows them to act with impunity. And we'll see, right? We will see. I still think that he's going to drop it. I know you don't, but I 100% believe that he is going to drop it before January because there is just no way that this man is dumb enough to believe that he can get on a stand and successfully lie to a judge with mountains of proof presented that proof that he is perjuring himself. I just don't see how that's possible. I mean, I also never saw this kind of treachery Mm -hmm. being feasible either. So you never know. I mean, you never know. Exactly. Stay tuned. This is something I had read. It says the rich and powerful often make use of their vast resources to intimidate their victims into silence and in doing so avoid justice. So that's a little scary, you guys. I would much rather be talking about Angela Simpson, but instead we're talking about this crazed lunatic who isn't behind bars. For right now, he's above the law, but we'll see. Maybe time's up soon. Hashtag where's Jen? 
yeah, where is Jen? But we will talk to you guys next week. I hope that everybody had a really good week and will people want more? You guys can always go to our Patreon. It's Drenched in Drama 25 and there's links everywhere on my social media. Otherwise, you guys will keep getting a new episode every week. So just stay tuned. But definitely following us on all of the social media and sharing. It helps the situation. It helps a lot. So we appreciate it. And we will talk to you guys again soon. Later. Bye.